let me tell you something, boys and girls. Today, Saturday the 13th, I woke up at 11 a.m. And I have never felt that good since, like, years ago. Really, I woke up and I felt so refreshed. For context, though, the night before that, I had woken up at 5 a.m., which I went to bed and then got up at 6 a.m., which I eventually went to bed again. Woke up by an alarm at 7 a.m., which I turned off and put an alarm for 8.30, which woke me up before at 8 because people were moving around. And then at 8.30 again to take a shower and then go ahead and take my classes. And I cannot tell you how little sleep it felt like I had. It honestly felt awful. It felt like I hadn't slept anything, even though I had went to bed like six or seven times. I was still so incredibly tired. Now, let's let's do a little picture game. Fast forward from right now, you know, my situation right now. Let's fast forward to, uh, say, like five years. I'm going to have to be getting up at six every single day. That's just if I want to get to work in at time. If I want to work out in the morning, wake up at 4.30. I need the 30 minutes in the shower. Making breakfast takes like 30 minutes. Eating it takes like 15. Washing the dishes. Oh my god, washing the dishes. is going to take like 15 minutes. And time just keeps moving forward. And work is there. I can't tell work if they can wait for me. I can't be like, yo, I'm going to miss out today. I have to go there every single day. Yet, I go on the internet, and so many people are going about saying how they love the grind. Yes, please wake me up at 6 a.m. Please put me to work out at 3 a.m. Let me take cold showers only. Let me sweat my life away so that at 35, I'm ripped, and I have a self-help book published. That is the ideal male fantasy. Is to to get to it, get at it, get a job, get... It is so tiring even just talking about it. And me, I'm a comfy person. So hearing that people actually like that is pretty confusing to me. I like being productive. But this whole culture, it's a culture. It's not a cult, it's a culture. This productivity culture, this rise and grind culture that has been plaguing the internet. It has got to be put in its place, man. We have so many cultures now, and some of them I hate, such as this one. And today, in One Side of Talks, I am going to tell you exactly why I hate this rising grind culture. Uh, okay, let's go. Welcome back to the show, One Side of Talks. I'm here, I'm me. This is one side. I'm here to talk. (laughs) Okay. Grind culture. Sorry. Rise and grind culture. Nine to five culture. These sort of athlete, entrepreneur, wolf of Wall Street, go-getter, go-grinder, rapper. Just there's so many things that conglomerate this sort of culture. This group of people who would love the idea of working hard towards your goals. It's known, as I heard, as the rise and grind culture, or like grind culture. 
is these people that they really, really like working. They will get up at 3 a.m. to go on a run. And then they'll have this super packed uh, breakfast that is only made out of egg yolks. And then they'll go read a business book for an hour and a half. And up to this point, they haven't even touched the tip of the iceberg on what they're going to do today. Because guess what? They're going to go work on their project. They're going to go meet up with business partners. They're going to go check out investment. They're going to go educate themselves. They're going to do this until like 11 p.m. Then they'll go to bed and do it all over again at 3 a.m. This was a very big exaggeration. But I think you get the point. Is these people who cannot stop talking about the fact that they love the grind. They love working. They love going at it. They love picking at stone until they reach gold. And let me tell you first and foremost before I delve into this and I tell you all the reasons why I think that is a very bad thing in my eyes. I'm tell you right now, if you're part of this culture, if you like this culture, if you see this as very productive or very, you know, progressive, that is all on you. And I respect that for sure. I think that I'm part of the culture that thinks that being comfy is really nice. And we would much rather work from home or work in projects that can be dealt with in like a daily basis. But you do you. I'll do me. I'm not here to tell you a new one or tell you how to live your life. I'm just here to tell you that these people to me are really about working and is not something I want to be involved in. And the first question that comes to mind with this is... Why do you even have to get involved with this? And it all rides on the concept of the 9 to 5. If you do not know what the 9 to 5 is, it's a pretty nice concept. It's a pretty easy to understand concept. Essentially, any work schedule can be sort of assigned as a 9 to 5. You enter at 9, you clock out at 5. It is a total of 8 hours, an 8 hour, you know, work day. You get there early-ish and leave a little late. This was built towards the idea that work should be around 8 hours a day to make up for 40 hours a week. And that's about the gist of it. <laughs> the, the logic of the 9 to 5 is really simple to follow. It's just you enter at 9, you clock out at 5. 8 hours of work, do that 5 times a week, you do 40 hours a week which is standard wages, for standard wages, and you're done. You get your salary, you can move on. The thing with the 9 to 5 is that it carries such a bad rep. It has this sort of thing climbing onto its shoulders, where we see it as not the norm that we should follow, and that we should be happy with, but rather the curse that we wish to break out of. How many self-help books there are that tell you to break out of the 9 to 5? Be your own boss. Stop letting someone rule over you. There are so many, I can't even count them. There's this one by AMJ DeMarco called The Script, or How to Break the Script, something like that. Essentially, it goes on about how we're all in this sort of scripted life. I haven't read the whole book, by the way, so... I could just be spouting nonsense, but from what I read, 
basically it talks about how we're all stuck in this sort of loop where we go into work, we do our eight hours, and then we quit out. We do this five times a week, and then when the weekend finally arrives, we have no energy. So we just want to lay in bed and do nothing. Which, then, when it's Monday, you have to go back to work. And all that time that you could have used to be more productive, to become financially free, to do so many things that you would have wanted to do if you had the time, now it's completely gone because you were just a subject of the script. What the script wants to do, or according to the author, Manager DeMarco, is that it takes you, wrinkles you, puts you in bed, takes you two days to fill up, and once you're filled up, there is no going back. You have to go back to work. This is the typical nine-to-five thing, reality that people like to assign. We all like to think of the nine-to-five as this hellish no-escape sort of a loop where we have to enter every single day to work and work eight hellish hours. It's so much time. And I will agree with you that that nine to five sort of schedule is really outdated and we can get a lot done in eight hours and not necessarily do we have to spend eight hours a day. And not only is it unreal to expect 40 hours a week every single week, because we're human, we wear down. I'm not telling you that the 9 to 5 is a perfect thing. But I will tell you, it is the biggest source of all of these rising grinders. It is the source of all of these rising grinders. They all want to escape from the 9 to 5. They want to go and get themselves an entrepreneur job. They want to become their own boss. They want to become financially free. They want to do what they truly love. And they want to do it their own way. This is the basis of all rising grinders. They say, well, why would I be chained down to a corporate when I can do the same, earn money, and do it my way? Which, if you say it like that, it sounds like everybody should be doing this, right? I mean... Hell, I might even do it. Why am I going to a job just to be slapped around and given a shitty money when I can just do what they do, get more money, and be happy about it? It doesn't sound like there's an argument there. And there really isn't. Entrepreneurship really is this sort of golden... What's the word I'm looking for? Golden chalice. Golden chalice. Where if you drink out of it, Congratulations, you're living a more prospering life. Essentially, you're not stuck to anybody. You have more freedom. You're earning more money. And you can actually dedicate yourself to something you enjoy. Because it's also the thing with the 9 to 5 is that it's restrictive in what you do. If you're an office worker, you are stuck to a computer. And if you wanted to be an artist, you were scared that you weren't going to gain any money. Now you're doing something you don't like for as much time as possible, for a person you don't care about, for wages that don't fulfill you. And seeing it like this, it seems like the rising grinders, they have a very, very good idea going on. Why would I want to work when I can just do things my own way, be successful, do everything how I want? It sounds very enticing, it sounds very appealing, 
And that's actually the reason why it's so popular on the internet. It's these success stories. These people who weren't conforming to the 9 to 5. And so, what did they do? They took their wits, they took their papers and said, Screw it all. I'm starting my own thing. Screw you all. I'm going to go ahead and become a millionaire. And with the surgeons of the internet, the stories of these billionaires and trillionaires and multimillionaires has become such a common popular thing. Like, for example, the story of Jeff Bezos, you know, this one guy who was just in his garage selling books through the internet, just this one guy doing all of this. And then he turned this amazing idea into riches with Amazon. How about Elon Musk? He thought that electric cars were the future, so he started Tesla. He's a multi-millionaire now, even a billionaire. What about Tim Cook? What about the Apple folks? They saw opportunity in technology, they took it, went their own way, and they made millions. Steve Jobs was actually, beforehand, was a writing student, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe a painter. Either one of them. She was a really creative person. And you can probably tell. I don't have a script for this. Um, but yeah, he was just a creative guy. And he was living in campus homeless until eventually he was asked to... Wait, am I getting the story wrong? We're going to skip all of that. Steve Jobs became successful. He went from rags to riches. And now he is one of the most rich people in the world. Well, he was until he passed away. Rest in peace. But what I'm trying to say with all of this is that all of these stories, they revolved around one person who is not conforming to what society tells him, breaks out of the mold and says, hello world, here is my innovative idea that you will like. And then they did that, made millions, and moved on. That idea is so appealing to us because it follows so many tropes and so many ideals that we have in our head. Like, for example, the value of freedom. We value freedom so much. And hearing these stories about how they broke out of these prisons and these jails, and of course, metaphorical, they weren't prisoners or anything, but breaking out of this and becoming their own person, it sounds so appealing. It sounds so valuable. We also value a lot entrepreneurship. The ability to take a necessity and make something out of it we value being able to be connected to people we value being able to be smart enough to create a product that people need we value all of these things and all of these stories they match up with that and so we hear them and they drive us towards the one thing that the rise and grind culture is always has their sights on the money the money, the multi-millions, the billions of dollars you could be making if you go and work your ass off. See, here's the thing. I'm not going to tell anybody who wants to be a millionaire, hey, your idea of life is so messed up and you should stop that. One, because I'm not the person who controls their life and neither is anybody. But two, because money is pretty fucking cool. Guess what? AirPods are not free. AirPods are not necessary, but are they nice? Yeah. They fit in your ear. They're wireless. I can listen to music while I'm working out. They're nice. 
Of course, I don't need them. I do not need them. And people that are seen as smarter, or they think of themselves as smarter, they'll approach you and they'll be like, why did you get AirPods? You could have used that money on an IRS. You could have used that money on something. But guess what? I don't want success. This immediate satisfaction I get with money is so enticing, I might just do it over again. I'll get my next paycheck and I'll spend it on something instant. Because we as humans are so bad at thinking towards the future. You could tell me right now, hey, I'll give you these $100, you could get yourself something nice, or keep it around 5 years, and it'll be 500 What I just heard is, here's $100, there's something nice. Me in the future is irrelevant right now. I'm not living in the future. The satisfaction I'll get right now is worthy enough for me to think, well, damn. Maybe I should go get that thing. Whether it's a new phone, whether it's food, whether it's a vacation, whether it's candles, whether it's perfume, clothes, whatever you want. I'll buy it, I'll get the satisfaction, and once it's gone, I'll just buy something else. But that logic is flawed because money isn't infinite. Money doesn't grow on trees. Our money is limited. And if we continue on this vicious cycle of I get money, I spend money, I wait for more money... We are never going to get out of this race, this rat race that is sold to us as this hellish non-escape prison where you have to earn your freedom. Which, yeah, you know, I don't want to be constantly working, like, all my life. That sounds boring, that sounds tiring, and that sounds like it's going to really wear me down. And not only is all your time spent in that... But it's also restricting you on so many things. You know, some of us put more value into other things, like creativity, like connecting with people, like discovering the world. All of these things have a value to us. And the more value we put towards those, the less value we might see in money. But the problem is, society doesn't work like that. The world is always going to see money as the most valuable thing. How are you going to get from here to Dubai to explore Dubai? You need money. How are you going to stay at a nice hotel and enjoy your time there? You need money. How are you going to enjoy all of Dubai when you're a tourist? You need money, whether you like it or not. Money is a necessary thing. We're not arguing about this. What we're arguing about is how much value does money really have? Does it have this sort of basic value where it's like, I have other goals in life and I need money to achieve them? Because the world is a money-run world. So, I'm going to go earn money. And once I have enough money, I'll go complete my goals. And then I'll have a nice life. I'll be happy. Or are you from the other spectrum? The rising grinders. Finally, to this topic. The rising grinders. The big thing about them is how much monetary value means to them. How much money you got. How much cash are you carrying? Can you buy yourself a Mercedes-Benz tomorrow or in a year? These people, they love the idea of having money bags. They love the idea of being able to flex, being able to have nice things, being able to have a huge house, a pool, a gym, being able to wear Rolls Royces, being able to wear Gucci, 
being able to go to fashion shows, whatever, whatever luxury fantasy thing you can think of, they want it. And for what? That instant satisfaction. Now, as I said before, money gives you instant satisfaction. And you need money. So, there's actually a really simple solution to both of them. Gather up as much money as possible so that you can get the instant thing. And a year after today, you still won't be hungry. That is what billionaires can do. Billionaires can go buy themselves a mansion and they can still afford a good meal. Like a really good meal. Like a way too good meal. Like seriously. And rising grinders are addicted to this idea that if I make it big, you know, if I achieve this success, if I'm part of this culture that loves the idea of putting in the work so you get all the reward, then I can be happy. It's not a bad philosophy. I said at the start, I personally don't like it. And I'm about to tell you why. But just to disclose this whole, this whole like, what is rising grinding? Why do they care about money so much? And does it really make sense? Which, yes, it does. It does make sense. I understand why they do all of this. But the thing is, these rising grinders, they, they want all of the money. They want all of it. Because like I said, they give you the satisfaction instantly. And a year from now, you're still going to be eating. They like to disguise it too. They like to say, well, my big house isn't because I like big houses. It's just because to show off my success. It's to, it's to prove to you that I can have nice things because I have the money. I worked my ass off for this. You can just admit you like big houses. It isn't a matter of, hey, do you like to be a greedy asshole or are you humble? Humbleness is such a high value within our moral code. Because we see people that are greedy as these hungry bastards who just want to take everything away from us. When in reality, being hungry is part of our human nature. We always want to move ahead. We always want to move forward. We're beings that evolve. We continue forward. We grow. Wanting more and wanting to see everything isn't a greedy thing it is a greedy thing but it's not a bad thing uh, <laughs> all i'm trying to say is that rising grinders aren't bad people and they it makes sense why they do it okay that has been settled now let's get on to why i personally i hate rising grinders hate is a pretty big word i don't like the rising grind i idea Ideal? Philosophy. I don't like their philosophy. Here's the thing. Me as a person, I have a really high value for comfort. I like to feel comfy in my clothes, in my daily life. I like to listen to things that make me happy. I like to listen to things that keep me feel, make me feel safe. I like to hang around people who are nice to me. I like to be respected and I like to give respect back. I like to be nice and I like to be treated nicely i'm a person who values a lot of comfort and i think that's a very respectable thing just as how rising grinders they think it's really respectable of them 
to want to achieve everything and have everything. But see, here's the thing. Rising Grand Culture is so popular because athletes do it, rappers do it, artists do it. We value these people a lot because they give us a lot of enjoyment and we see them as sort of these freedom people. You know, they manage to break out of the chain. They manage to make a living with things that you couldn't make a living without or like with. So we admire them a lot. And they have this very big go big or go home mentality. All of them have their own reasons. Athletes, of course, they think that working really hard is really prideful in their field. Because the more they work, the better they are. The better they are, the better they perform. The better they perform, the better athlete they are. Of course, you want to be good in your field. So you're going to work hard on that. Rappers, on the other hand, have this really I-want-it-all type of lifestyle they'll try to have all the nice cars all the jewelry all the girls all the cars everything and they like to live like that they like to live life at the fullest they can do that because they have the money for it and so the internet has been surrounded with people who just want to work at it they want to become millionaires they want to go big or go home they want gold medal or nothing and me as a person who wants to find a way to live their life comfortably I am now feeling immense pressure by all of these people who are telling me that the best way to be happy, the best way to be full and free is to get out of the 9 to 5. And it's to get as much money as possible. And that huge amount of pressure is changing the way work works. Now we're expected to work 10 times harder. Now, ambition is something people really want to see. Now, those that want to stick to the down low and want to just do their job, they're seen as underperforming. When back back then, they were seen as the overperformers or the perfect performers. Now, the perfect performers are those that can do everything and anything. And they will kill... That's a strong word. They will destroy themselves in the sake of their job. Just to make more money, to rise to the top and become the best. And while, again, I cannot judge these people, it's not my place. While these people do this thing and they're happy with it, I am not happy with it. And I feel like this amount of influence really is affecting the way workers are expected to work. And that is just really a crappy thing. Because now that I can get a job... Now I really don't want to, because it feels as if I'm really going to be asked to do much more and not have the type of life that I want to live, when back then, having that type of life really wasn't that hard, if you had the rest uh, toolkit. So in short, should you go to Twitter and say to everybody, you know, shut up stop working right now i do not want to work so neither should you absolutely not should you also go and say everybody go work right now we need to be productive why would you stay slouched in bed or in your couch why would you not want to be making money absolutely not both sides are not at the right or the wrong
And with this, I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life. I'm not even trying to tell you how not to live your life. If you want to be a couch potato, you're happy with it, and you're not hurting anybody, please, by all means, go for it. If you want to be the super buff, super entrepreneur, super millionaire person who is going to be successful and is going to be recognized by their peers, please, by all means, go for it. What I just don't want to do is live in a world where something is forced onto me. Because that is just the absolute opposite of freedom. And I like my freedom. I like being able to decide over what I do and how I live my life. If my life is fulfilling by being as comfy as possible, then hell, I'm going to look for a way to do that. And sadly, it's looking like right now the best way to do that is to rise and grind and to go get that bread. So I guess I'm going to have to keep working towards that. Or maybe I'll just stay in bed. Who knows? But until then, I'll keep you updated. Thank you for listening to One Side of Talks. I've been your host. Have a great day.